Welcome to the wonderful world of wine. We are your hosts, Mark Lenzi and Kim Simone, and we are really excited to be exploring all things wine with you today. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that uh, we get questions about from time to time, and it's the idea of a corked bottle, a corked bottle of wine. And for people who don't have a lot of experience uh, with drinking wine and they hear this term corked, sometimes they think that it means little pieces of cork floating around in your glass of wine, but that's not what we're talking about at all. So cork taint or having a corked bottle means that that particular bottle of wine has an almost an infection to it. It's got a taste and a smell that it's not supposed to have and it changes what is in the bottle so that it's not um, a pleasant drinking experience at all. Yeah, and, and we get this question all the time in a corked bottle. Every time I mention corked, I like to show an example with uh, with a tasting kit or an aroma kit of what it is and classic smell you'll get is like wet dog, wet cardboard, Cardboardy, wet fur. yeah, almost like a moldy kind and, of a smell. And when people smell it, they actually might have had an experience with it, I find, but um, they it as corktain is is not really as common as saying it's as corked. They're saying in this article, which was a, actually a Robert Parker article, which is a very fine wine reviewer, he was saying anywhere between one to three percent of all wines that have a cork are actually bad from this uh, bacteria or this corktain. And I've heard up to ten percent of champagne corks have this. Wow. So I mean, it is a problem. And if you're a small winery, there's some very um, expensive wineries in Napa who have converted from cork to screw cap because they could not afford to re- get returns of one to three percent of their product every year. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you seen uh, a big movement from cork to the screw cap? I've definitely seen more screw caps coming onto the market in uh, in my fifteen years in the wine business. I remember I started in retail in two thousand and two, and I remember a particular instance where a customer actually stopped me in the parking lot. He flagged down my car, and he, I rolled down the window, and he's like, "You." sold me a bottle of wine that has a screw cap. It doesn't have a cork. This is a blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. That's <laughs> not a sign of an inferior quality wine anymore. You know, screw caps now are used on even $100 bottles of wine from places like Australia or, um, you know, better bottles of wine from New Zealand. And the whole reason for moving away from using corks and into using screw caps is because this whole reason why it is um, looked upon as a good thing to be moving from using natural cork and cork is actually the bark of a cork tree which grows primarily in Portugal and moving into other closures like um, plastic corks or or these screw caps that we've been talking about is because that natural cork from that tree can carry a particular fungus that when it comes in contact with certain chemicals, certain cleaning solutions like chlorine and bleach that might be used in the winery itself, it interacts and and creates this particular chemical compound which can destroy the flavors of the wine and doesn't always affect it 100%. Sometimes it's a very minor uh, change in the flavor, change in the aroma, but there there will always be just a little bit something off for that particular bottle that has uh, this taint in it. And that is one of the reasons why so many producers are changing over to different ways to put um, a cap on their wine so that they 
they don't have to worry about this problem. And so there are now all these other ways that people can um, put a stopper in their wine, be it a glass, uh, like glass corks now on some bottles or um, screw caps, which have really been the most popular. Yeah, and, and I, I can relate to your story about selling people screw caps. The, the interesting thing to me, and the more you taste wine, the more it, it comes to the forefront is that your threshold to detect this in a wine, the more you taste the, the lower your threshold mm-hmm. will go. So when you go to, and when we go to say what they would call a professional tasting where people have tasted a lot of wines, you get more people saying something is off on a wine. Whereas, you know, a normal house party, you don't use, you know, people aren't saying, oh, this is right. off. So because they drink so much, you can detect a very, very faint amount. And and I've heard stories from people who sell wine where they've, they've known, they've tasted a wine with someone and they know it's off and the other person's thinks it's a fabulous wine mm-hmm. it's all about threshold so i find m- that i'm very sensitive to it these yeah. days to the point that sometimes i'll taste a bottle and i'll be like oh no i think this is a little bit corked and other professionals will be like no no i don't think so so then i start second guessing myself and i'm like oh man am i just overly sensitive or do i smell something in this that maybe is supposed to be there but maybe i just don't like i don't i don't know yeah i i think the best way it was explained to me of how it affects the wine is at first you might get a little bit of fruit and then it just drops off dramatically so it just dies mm. um, and, and that's the effect of the the bacteria on the wine it just it, it overpowers the fruit um, and it can leave a little bit of uh, sensation on like the the front of your mouth or the tip of your tongue that it is not a clean feeling in mm-hmm. your mouth too so it's a very interesting stuff. You're listening to The Wonderful World of Wine with Kim and Mark, and we are talking about things that can go wrong with your wine, specifically cork taint. Yes, I, I, I want to get back to your the, the customer complaining about selling them a screw cap. <laughs> the French, if you look at this, you know, you don't see many French Bordeaux's, you know, screw cap. It, there is a perception of romance of uncorking mm-hmm. a bottle of wine, so a lot of people will not go to it just for that. So like you said, they come up with alternative synthetic corks, glass corks, something where that bacteria cannot grow on a certain type of material. I I did see in the past, and I think it was um, a very famous Napa winery that they kept producing wines and they kept getting returns on bottles people were saying were infected or or, or corked. And they actually traced it to the lines within the winery. It was growing in the lines. Oh, that's interesting. They had to re like do the whole winery. And if you had a wood floor in your wine or mm-hmm. you can also grow this bacteria that it gets into the wine so right. it cannot it can be more than just the cork that is getting in there so I would think and I don't know if you've ever heard it or not Kim but you could get it from your winery and then use a screw cap closure and still get it but I, I've never I seen have heard that and and every once in a while I feel like I smell a little bit of something like that under a screw cap and I'm like no 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 I must be making that up this is a screw cap it yeah. can't possibly be corked but that's interesting to think that sure if something is hanging around in your winery and you you get a little bit of an infection in a particular, you know, barrel of wine, then, you know, maybe, maybe it's hanging yeah. around there. And they That's actually did invent a, a gadget for, for restaurants or sommeliers that they can put over the screw cap when they bring to your table so you don't hear the cracking <laughs> of the seal. Anything to promote to promote the wine. That, that romance. Um, but, well, back to what you were saying about, you know, so many champagne corks being infected by this as well. Um, I kind of can't imagine having a bottle of champagne with anything 
but a real cork in there. You have a crown cap on some yeah. some bottles of Prosecco, but you don't get the pop. You don't get that, you know, that sound that just says, you know, hey, we're yeah, opening special something occasion. special here. Yeah. So, Which just can be the same for us for any other bottle of sure. wine, the, the, the cork, the the whole procedure mm-hmm. of, of uncorking it at your table and things of that nature. So uh, it's interesting, the amount. They say this high percentage, but I, I in retail, I don't see a lot of people return. I think they always accept that that's the way it's supposed to taste. And it's it's yeah. sad for the producer of the wine because if it's off, they would like to know and you to taste what the, the wine truly tastes like. Sure. And if you're a consumer who you, maybe you don't drink wine all the time, you know, you don't have the experience really to even know that there might be something wrong with this bottle and it's like how are you going to know you don't you don't deal with this stuff every day you might just think like oh this wine just i I guess i just don't like it or it might not be to your tastes but there actually might be something wrong with it but you just don't have the experience to to tell that so i mean how would you know Um, unless it's uh your go-to brand right you you know when it's not tasting Mm -hmm. right and um that's why 90 percent of the or it was stored wrong but if something's wrong on the brand that you taste you know what it tastes like always take it back or in a restaurant return it that and say you don't like the taste and you mm-hmm. taste it all the time getting back to the restaurant I, I always like i always see different things when when they uncork it they'll always tell you don't handle the cork don't smell the cork mm-hmm. what, what do you think kim what do you teach on that um I do get this question uh, with the whole service of wine when you're in a restaurant where there's a, um, a procedure that the person opening the bottle of wine is going to do. You know, they'll handle the bottle in a particular way. They'll show you the label. And then when they uncork it, they, they hand you the cork and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with this cork? Um, I tell people, uh, don't smell it. It's not there for you to smell. It's there for you to pretty much just look at and make sure that it isn't falling apart. It's not crumbling. Um, and if there's a name on the cork itself because some places will actually put the name of the winery on the cork just to compare that you know you are getting what you think you're getting and I can't imagine that a lot of um, fraud is going on as far as the bottle of wine that you're getting isn't what you think you're getting unless you are ordering something super high end from you know a, a very rare vintage that maybe was sold in auction and has gone through a number of different hands before it got to you but otherwise i mean if you're just buying that bottle of kendall jackson at your local uh your local restaurant chances are what you're getting uh is what you think you're getting so don't worry about smelling that cork yeah see this is what i like when we talk because i say smell the cork and i, I say I don't do. smell the cork yeah, I, and for the reason of this because i found when when a bottle is really really corked I want to smell it. I'm, if the if the waiter brings me the cork, presents it to me, I'm not sticking my nose in the bottle because there's gas or. But see, I get I get nasty stuff from a cork anyway. Like not yeah. nasty, well, but it can be. It can have something on the cork. But I do say, look, I get like a corky said, smell look. every time I open a bottle and I take yeah. like a real cork, cork and I smell it. It yeah. just smells like cork, cork to me. It's like yeah. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I I just feel you should if you you inspect the cork. I would smell the cork over having him give me the bottle to smell the bottle or smell the wine in my glass. Well, that's why you smell that first glass. Yeah, smell so the glass. So that you can tell. But always I do agree with matching the cork with the bottle. I mean, it's more common probably in the restaurant uh, or bar rooms to, to substitute liquor, like a bar brand vodka for mm. a fame. But they could, I mean, they could be re-corking 
something. Maybe they had one nice bottle and they recook it with something else. And mm. it, it could be done. So you want to look. And a lot of times the cooks don't say anything on it or the vintage. I've seen it where they have totally different names because they're multi-produced mm-hmm. uh, brands. Or it might just be a generic cork where you yeah. have, you know, a picture of wine grapes or something on the cork. But you know, def- that's totally normal too. look at it. Make sure it matches. And you want to make sure they open it in front of you. Uh, that's whole, the whole part of it to make sure you're getting what you're what you're paying for. You're listening to The Wonderful World of Wine with Mark and Kim, and we're talking about cork taint or corked wines. So, Kim, you had mentioned a while ago about screw cap. Um, one of the things I like to show when I do a class is fill rates on bottles compared to cork and screw cap. Oh, that's interesting. There is actually a, a regulated plus or minus percentage of how much the volume can be off. So now if you look at a bottle that has a cork, there's the cork space, there's the air space, then there's the wine. If you unscrew a screw cap wine, it usually overflows, right? When you when you unscrew it, it's filled right to the top. Very right, it's filled pretty space, high. Right? So I always think you can think of it as value too because it's filled right to the top. So I, I don't know if you... Get that extra that half or, an ounce yeah, of wine. extra. You're at the plus sign of, mm-hmm. of the plus minus the way I look at it. What I think is interesting to think about as more and more wineries are bottling under screw caps is um, that they actually have to treat the wine slightly differently if they're putting it in such a tight seal. Because when you are bottling with a a natural cork, some air is always going to get in there because that cork is a porous substance as opposed to a screw cap, which is a tight, tight seal. No air is getting in and the winemakers have to adjust what they're adding as far as sulfites or preservatives um, a little bit more with that screw cap because it doesn't have the traditional sort of ebb and flow of oxygen getting into that wine. So I've been reading some interesting things about changes that winemakers have to do in order to adjust so that when you open up that bottle of a wine under a screw cap, you're not getting like a weird chemically kind of flavor. Yeah, it's a great point. There's there's a lot of talk about, and, and you should know like when you open a screw cap you usually get a blast of sulfur mm-hmm. because that's the last thing that's usually put in there to know the difference in that burnt match sulfur smell versus a corked right or an off bottle and, and that blows away really quick mm-hmm. yeah once um, you pour that first glass of wine if you swirl it up a little bit that's that's fine that's gonna smell and taste exactly like it's supposed to and, the, and they're finding you know versus a corked wine or wine that has a cork they're finding just now they're starting to get research of these wines who've been screw cap and, and sell it for years they're getting research now of how good they're lasting or if they're not lasting and mm-hmm. it, it, it's it was a new technology that they're, they're finally getting some feedback if it's good or bad um, doing it that way so it'll it'll be interesting as we move forward the different closures and, and you'll know at times when you open a bottle take a look at the cork you can tell if it's a natural cork or if it's a plastic cork you see all different colors there's solid black plastic corks there's there's ones that are cork on the out and the inside with a filler mm-hmm. and the outside is some other material because they feel that prevents it. Or composites that they've taken a bunch of cork and just, um, you know, Compressed. shredded them and broken yep. them down and cleaned them and then then put them back together again and use that. And the, the cork industry is, is really very powerful. They um, don't 
like saying this thing about the cork tank, mm-hmm. and, and they like showing numbers that the, it's very low return rate. So they do a lot in their industry pro- to prevent it. And this testing, you know, th- there's companies and wineries. If you're making, say, a million bottles of wine and you're only quality controlling a hundred corks, um, you're not really doing a good job. So they they do test them, but it's not as frequent as probably it should be. And what I tell people too is, if you're buying a wine that is meant for pretty immediate consumption, you know, either you're going to drink it that night or that weekend or certainly within the next couple of months that wine was put on the shelf for you to drink as soon as you want it you know it's not meant really to be aged you're not really laying down that $12 bottle of Chardonnay so anything that's meant to be drunk pretty right away it is perfectly fine for it to be bottled under a screw cap because you don't have to worry about any extra aging going on there so I say you know bring it on for those wines that are bottled with a different kind of a closure and not a cork. It's a very safe, economical, really great way to to have a bottle of wine that you're not, you know, trying to pay attention to in your wine cellar. Yeah, we both agree on that. As far as you shopping for wine, I will, you know, I'll get this question a lot of people say, if I recommend and it's a screw cap, they say, well, it's a screw cap. I'm saying, well, you go into someone's house. How about guaranteed that this bottle, the chances of it's a bad bottle mm-hmm. uh, are very low. Right. Whereas if you brought a, bo- a bottle with a cork and you bring it and they open it a guest and it's bad what, what do you do now you, right so i like to tell people that the when you buy a bottle that's under a screw cap you are getting what the winemaker intended you to get yes i, I totally agree with that and i think that's a very very good uh, buying tip for for wine Thank you for listening to The Wonderful World of Wine. We were your hosts, Kim and Mark. Uh, To review these topics that we've talked about and ask us questions and give feedback, please visit our Facebook page at The Wonderful World of Wine. And cheers. Wine, wine, wine.